Before this episode starts, I just wanted to make sure that you all knew that we did record this on Wednesday, but I did mess up and I did not do the most important part, which is select upload. So this was on me. Me and Hunter really tried to milk this episode out because we thought that uh, Barryon Brown was going to be committing at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, but turns out it was Central Time. You'll find that out later on. He is the top-rated wide receiver that Kentucky has ever gotten in the history of UK football, or at least as far as the rankings go. So this is a big get. This is something that we're going to be talking about in our next episode coming up, but it is something we touch on in this. Um, he's a consensus top 50 player in the nation. Really good get for the University of Kentucky football. So hopefully you all enjoy the episode, and here you go. Welcome to another episode of Underqualified Analyst. We have myself, Cooper, and we have Hunter. And that's it. And that's it because Zach just has too many priorities and he's too good for us or something like that. I wanted to start this podcast with probably the best news possible and then follow it with a little bit of not so great news. So best news possible. That is, Dan Mullen has officially gotten fired from the University of Florida. I've got my popcorn right here, as you can hear it. I'm going to take a little nibble for you. Hold on, if I can get me on. Um, um, real nice. I'm enjoying the popcorn right now because I hate that guy with everything in me. And finally, Florida just said, you know what? I can't handle this guy giving us so much arrogance in press conferences and He's losing, so he can't even back it up. They're five and six this year. They lost to Missouri. They lost me a bet that was they had to hit the over, and they just kept kicking daggone field goals. <laughs> How can you keep a coach like that? But my favorite part of this is the fact that whenever he addressed the Gator Nation, he still threw in two full sentences about what he did at the University of Florida. Talked about two national championships that he won. Um, I'm pretty sure that he technically did not win those. It was Urban Meyer, if I am not mistaken. I'm not. So we're going to move on to the next topic, which is Stoops possibly sliding in there and LSU they're ramping up their interest in Kentucky. They, they have legitimate interest in Kentucky, uh, in, in um, Mark Stoops, not Kentucky. Um, so, Hunter, what do you think? I think that maybe it's not such good news that Dan Mullen left Florida because we were two and two against Florida with Dan Mullen as a head coach. But before that, you know, we don't want to talk about that. But I mean, I saw a stat just a minute ago that said Dan Mullen was 7-42 and 42 against ranked teams. That's just not very good. So, it was only a matter of time before he got the can. But, you know, they gave him a chance. But, you know, I don't know that anywhere else big would want to have him, especially with everything surrounded, surrounded him. And like you said, he's not the most likable guy. No, uh, he's not. 
to go with what you said about Mark Stoops, I don't know. I think that LSU has bigger targets. Maybe not bigger, but uh, I think they're pursuing some other people stronger than they're pursuing Mark Stoops. But his name's definitely being thrown out there, so it is something to watch out for. And it's a bit scary, but I don't think he's going to go there. Yeah, I mean, I'm right there with you. I don't think that he's going to go there. But, you know, it's it's kind of hard to not at least listen to the offer whenever you're talking to one of the best programs, you know, in in the nation. I mean, it, it's really indisputable that they're it's probably one of the best coaching jobs you can have and i think we'd be arrogant to say that you know he he could do better recruiting there i mean if you send an offer to the any kid that's in louisiana from lsu they're going there's the very rare case that likes to go outside usually that by you strength just stays right there and they have good talent so you know it it would it would kind of shake up the way he he's recruiting at kentucky versus at lsu if he did go but you know he probably wouldn't have to try near as hard (laughs) honestly (laughs) um but yeah so let's let's go Let's go over some of the things that we were talking about uh, last week, which was um, the football games that we did our predictions on. I don't think we did all that great um, as far as our analysis, which what's to be expected uh, with us. Um, (laughs) So I believe Zach was right on the Oregon game. Oregon lost uh, 38 to 7. Wasn't even close. Me and Hunter threw out the the dog, and uh, the dog came right back inside. <laughs> he didn't do no barking, no barking to that dog. Mm-mm, no. Um, that was yeah, and and now silly. Yeah, now now it's solidified that my hot take earlier in the year that Oregon was for sure going to make the college football playoffs is officially wrong. It's officially wrong. If they would have won that game, it still would have been alive. And, heck, they may even lose this week against Oregon State. So, watch out for that one. Um, Next one, again, me and Hunter, wrong. Cincinnati versus MU. We said it's going to be close, but Cincinnati's going to win. It wasn't. Cincinnati came out like the Cincinnati that we – should be seeing all year 48 to 14 who knows maybe maybe they're officially gonna be sliding in uh to the college football playoffs oh wait (laughs) foreshadowing just kidding they already are um but yeah so glad they did yeah i'm glad they finally gave them that number four spot um it was a little premature when when they got the number two in the ap but you know who am i um but yeah so the cincinnati game and then the bama game which was a lot closer than i personally expected um 42 35 you know arkansas they're a good team so it's not like incredibly shocking but 
I definitely thought Bama had a lot more firepower than that. Yeah, it was definitely, definitely just, you know, like you said, kind of a shock. I mean, they did handle business. Arkansas is definitely – they definitely earned their respect this year, even though they've lost quite – they've lost a few games. They definitely have put some people on notice. Maybe they'll be around in the West in years, you know, next couple of years. But uh, they had a chance to win that football game too. I mean, it was really close late. They had the ball down seven. But Alabama took care of business, and they got they did what good teams do. They won. Yep. And we'll finish with the ones that me and Hunter were for sure right on and <laughs> that Zach was for sure wrong on. Loser. Um, yeah, I know. <laughs> huh. That's why you're off. You're, you're out of here. Um, no, nah, just kidding, Zach. We, we miss you, and we hope whatever is causing you not to be on the podcast is a good reason. He wouldn't tell us, though. So, um, Ohio State and Michigan State, me and Hunter, we, we, we both said they're going to at least 40-piece them. And guess what? They at least did that, and then they did nine more points. So, they, they won 56-7. to seven. Now, I hate Ohio State with almost everything in my being. I just I, – I hate them, I hate them, I hate them. But they're pretty good. <laughs> and I – absolutely hate that they're that good i really do anytime that i see ohio state on any sort of schedule period i say wow i hope they lose (laughs) and every time i bet on them they lose so i might have to bet on them this weekend for the wolverines uh we'll get into that game a little bit later but the most important game that i know everybody wants to hear about that we were all right on but i was the most right because zach and hunter both said that they did not think kentucky could cover the 36 and a half point spread but you know what they did they covered that 36 and a half point spread and they beat the new mexico state what are they the uh aggies aggies Aggies. yeah i was i almost said lobos but i know that's that's just new mexico so yeah um Almost did a little false advertisement there, but I won 56-16. What were your thoughts on the game, man? That was the ugliest 56 to 52 or 56 to 16, whatever it was. That was the ugliest win I've ever seen. I mean, how many times did we turn the ball over? I know, you know, five times, four times, three times, it still too many times against that team. Too many times. But I mean, we did what we had to do, and we covered the spread. We beat them by a healthy margin, even though we did turn the ball over that many times. And I think that we looked – I thought it was at least four times. Anyway, Coop gave me the number four. Yeah, four turnovers. I thought it was at least four or five times. But, uh, we, you know, we looked – our offense looked good heading into the game with Louisville this weekend. So, we took care of business. I don't think anybody got hurt, so – Good good week. Good week. I know you know the expression, we can only go up from here. And that's exactly how we started that game. We can only go up from here. But got by God, very first snap, straight over Will Levis's head. They scooped and scored. I mean, that A.J. Hawk-looking guy, I don't know what his name was. It was, it was like number 80. Um, 
but yeah, he, that guy had a good game and, um, you know, there's not really much to talk about with this game other than every time it feels like we're getting a hold on our turnovers. We just revert right back to how we were doing. I mean, versus Vandy, we looked pretty decent. What we have like an interception and that was it. And then the game prior Mississippi state, we had like what four again, like most yeah, of them were interceptions three or four. And then, you know, but the, the games that we played our best, you know, we've, I mean, we've shown how we're, we're a top, honestly, like 10 team because our offense went, they're almost at the point to where they can score at will. And they're, I mean, seriously, it's getting to that point. And this is showing how Liam Cohen is making that much of a difference. We went from last year, I believe we were 200th in offensive efficiency. This year, he, he's cut that in half. We're right at like 103. This is a lot different football team. And this is what's going to propel us to the next level, getting that offensive efficiency. We're starting to, you know, see the recruits are starting to notice that. And we've got a guy that might commit a little bit later, Barry on Brown. He's a four, four or five-star recruit, depending on where you look. Uh, he's from Tennessee. Give him five. Give him all the stars. He earned them. Give him five. He did. He earned them, especially – only if he, he commits to Kentucky, though. If That's he commits, true. If he commits to either Bama, Ole Miss, or TCU, then he's out. He's a, he's a four-star, maybe even a three-star, and he's overrated. Yeah, I, I, yeah, maybe two. I don't know. It just depends. He did, <laughs> I mean, at least he doesn't have Tennessee up there um, – before the podcast, me and Hunter were talking about it, and he was like, did he not get an offer from Tennessee? And I was like, honestly, he probably just saw their colors and just vomited and didn't even want to um, – didn't even want to play for him. But, yeah, um, overall, our offense is looking pretty solid. You know, our defense still has some question marks to it. You know, going against a school like New Mexico State, I don't think we should be having as much difficulty as we were having stopping them. It's it's not it's not that I expect us to make them go three and out every single drive. It's that we really didn't make them go three and out, but a few times. I mean, they really they they barely punted the ball. They I mean, they, they punted the ball 10 times, so technically that's that's a lot. But, you know, against a team of the caliber of New Mexico State, that was just a lot of annoying drives. They averaged 4.6 yards a play, you know. And in SEC play, that'd probably be pretty good. But this we're not, we're not dealing with an SEC school. We're dealing with a school that's – not good. Just simple as that. They're just not. They're just not good. They're one and ten. They're not good. <laughs> they had to play Alabama at Alabama at Kentucky the last two weeks, so he cut them a break. But I mean, I want to say this about not even about the game, just more about Kentucky. I don't think that they've played four quarters yet, put together all year. I don't think they've put together four quarters of football that they have wanted to. They've maybe the closest game was I would maybe say LSU that I can think of, but we kind of faltered late in that game. But um, I think that you will see that 
in the next two games. I think that you'll see it. If not a full, it's hard to play on the road, especially in a rivalry game. It's hard to not make any mistakes this weekend specifically. But uh, I think that if we get into a bowl game with a team that will that is as good or better than we are, it'll elevate our play, and we'll be able to put together four quarters of football before the end of this year. Yeah, and um, we can kind of talk about some of the um, projections later, but some of the projections for the bowl. Yeah. That is. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm really really optimistic in the direction that you know UK is going. Now, I don't mean as far as like this year. I just mean. And the altitude of, you know, you look back at like where we've came from to now. And then you look how much we've improved year over year, because every year really Stoops has improved something. Now our defense, they may have taken a step back, but how are you not going to take a step back when you lose so much on defense? I mean, we lost um, boss man fat. We lost, um, what was it? Brandon, it was Brandon Eccles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Um, gosh, there's, there's there's so many guys we lost just in the secondary, and thank thank goodness that um, Yusuf Corker came back. I mean, we we had a lot of guys coming back that really helped us out, and I'm just really excited for the the direction that this team is going in, and. I'm excited to see the rest of the year and I'm excited to see the trajectory, the trajectory of the university of Kentucky football program, but let's talk about the best of the best teams this year, which is the new college football rankings. They just came out and I'm, I'm finally, I'm finally happy about it. And I know we, we kind of talked about it. Um, we kind of talked about it earlier about how Cincy finally got into the college football top four. But if you look, number one, Georgia, you can't dethrone them. Like they're just they're they're at number one until they get beat. Just I don't even care if they have a close game in the SEC championship or against Georgia Tech. You never know. You never know. Georgia Tech could throw a little shocker at them. Number two, Ohio State. Number three, Bama. Number four, Cincinnati. Five, Michigan. Six, Notre Dame. Notre Dame's trying to creep up in there. I'm telling you, those that the the college football playoff people they love Notre Dame. Notre Dame's not good. I just, I mean, if if Cincinnati goes undefeated and Notre Dame gets in over Cincinnati, this is the biggest scam ever. I'm going to be very upset. What do you you think about that? That can't happen, I don't think. But I will say this. I almost can guarantee that the four teams that are in now will not all four be in in two weeks. Uh, I mean, obviously, the biggest uh, chance is for Alabama to lose to Georgia in the SC championship game, and they just can't put Alabama in after that. They could probably try, though. 
but uh, I mean, I don't think they will. Um, I wanted Cincinnati to come out and do one of two things. I wanted them to come out and lose the game so everybody would stop complaining about, you know, not letting a Power 5 team in. Or I wanted them to come out and absolutely take care of business and let them in and give them their chance. And that's what that's what happened. They play East Carolina this weekend, which East Carolina has not been a horrible team this year, so they don't just have a cakewalk. But if they handle business there, they they deserve to be in. And uh, we'll finally get to see they might get dismantled by, well, probably Georgia. I guess they could somehow end up in the three, but then they'd probably have to play Ohio State. Who knows? They're going to have to play somebody, and we'll get to see what finally happens. We'll get to see them either get dismantled or win the game, and then it'll make the case, make or break the case for non-Power 5 schools to be in or out of the playoff. Now, if that isn't an underqualified analyst statement right there, I don't know what is. Hunter said they'll have to play somebody, and by God, he's right. I mean, he's right. You can't say he's wrong. Mm-hmm. But is that probably the most obvious take you've heard all day? Probably. But you know what? He's not wrong. And you can't take that away from him. We send facts out here, all right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I agree. Uh, you know, I've, I've wanted to see if they're really that good. Like, they played Notre Dame. I have – you know, I do have SEC bias, obviously – because that's like the main teams that we talk about on here. But those are the teams that usually go out and if they play a non-conference game, they'll destroy the other team. It's just like, it's disgusting how much they'll beat them by. So it's hard not to have an SEC bias when time after time and time and time time, time, you know, these SEC schools, they'll go out there and they'll play these non-conference games, and they just dismantle teams like that. And Notre Dame almost never does well against any good team worth anything, except when they beat Clemson last year. And then guess what? They played them again. Guess who won? Clemson by a lot. (laughs) So There's just a gap, and it's clear to anyone who watches football, there's just a gap. The SEC is just better. And I know that sounds, I don't know, like you said, SEC bias, which I guess we do have, but it's factual. There's facts to back it up. I have a question for you, though. It's on topic. It is, do you think that these four teams that are in now, Georgia, Ohio State, Alabama, Cincinnati, do you think they all four get in, or what team is that's on the outside looking in do you think has the best chance to get in? Well, I think you'd be silly to say that. I think they all four technically can get in. They, but, can, they can, yeah. But it's a it's a weird situation. So Georgia would have to lose the SEC championship. Yep, and then as long as Ohio State and Cincinnati won out, then that would be the four. Yeah. But obvious, okay. obviously, if Michigan beats Ohio State, they're in. I mean, I, I like they're they're locked, right? I mean, I guess they have to win the Big Ten championship game. But, I mean, if they beat Ohio State and they lose in the Big Ten championship. That causes pandemonium there. (laughs) Then Notre Dame's in. (laughs) And, uh, I mean, I I just – I won't be able to stand myself if Notre Dame gets in this college football playoffs. I mean, it's just – it's infathomable. They don't play anybody. The best team they played is Cincy. 
And we still don't know how good Cincinnati is. You can't you can't sit here and say, oh yeah, man, they're just they're just really good. They play nobody. Yeah, sure, their players still get hurt, just like our players get hurt. But like, dude, if if you're if you're 400 pounds and you go against 100 pound guys every single week, and everybody else is got, is 400 pounds and they're going against 400 pound guys. The guys that are going against the guys that are the same size as them, they're probably going to get beat up more, more often, right? You know, size doesn't matter and everything, but like, turns out in linemen, um, it you know it, it it matters, you know. So you gotta, I, I don't I don't know I, I don't know how good Cincinnati is, and I don't know how good Notre Dame is. I mean, yeah, they've only had that one hiccup, but they almost lost to Virginia Tech. Virginia Tech really isn't that good of a football team. You know, it's – I just don't – I don't see how Notre Dame is even in the top six. I would rather give it to a Texas A&M at six or something like that. Like, Texas A&M, they've, they've proven that they're a top five team, in my opinion. They, they got three losses, though, so that you can't let them up there. That's, That's only- fair, but, I mean, I really, at number six, it doesn't even matter. Yeah, I agree. That's true. I'll say, I guess, technically speaking, Michigan is the team on the outside looking in with the greatest chance to come in. They control their own destiny. They win their last two games, and they're in. Yeah. But in my opinion, I think they're going to lose. I know we'll talk about that later. But um, my opinion, the team that has the best chance on the outside looking in is Oklahoma State. They play a big game this weekend against Oklahoma. They win that. They – they got one loss. They beat they beat Oklahoma. I think you know they got a chance to get in, especially if some chaos happens at the top. But like you said, with the committee's love for Notre Dame, I think that uh, unfortunately Notre Dame would still get in over them if they both were at one loss, probably. Which it does, it wouldn't make any sense because there, there's two things that really frustrate me with college football, and it's like they're clear bias for schools. And then also how they officiate the targeting penalty. It's like every week they have a different rule for targeting. Every year they have the same people that get in that shouldn't. And you're sitting there and you're like, like, you know, you're a targeting penalty happens and you're like, yep, that's for sure targeting. Yeah. Yeah. Hey guys, I told you this, this one's targeting led with the crown of his helmet. Come back. No, it wasn't targeting. You're like, hmm, that's weird. And then next play, they call targeting. Boom. It's not targeting. Oh, wait. Yeah, it is. He's out. It's like, you know, those are two things that really bother me with uh, college football right now. I, I know that was off topic, but I just had to get that one out of there. <laughs> there was some pent-up aggression there. I'll say this. Oklahoma is another one-loss team, but the committee, committee has already – announce their lack of interest in the Oklahoma Sooners, I think. But, you know, if they finish at one loss and some chaos that happens at the top, I mean, they, they'd be right there too. Yeah. I, I don't – I just it, – it's hard for me to say – like, I don't – I really don't think Michigan's that good. I don't think Ohio – or, sorry, Oklahoma State is that good. I don't think Oklahoma's – good at all i think i've been pretty transparent with the whole oklahoma thing i think they're awful but you know they 
they play nobody. So all they have to do is be a slightly faster, and then, you know, they're amazing. Now, as Hunter brought up earlier before the podcast, they have, like, a better defense. But what does that, like, really mean whenever you still get scored 30, 40 points every week? Or 20 to 30 points, you know? Better than normally they've had. They normally go 50 points a game, but this year they're only giving up, you know, I don't know how many, but like 25, that, you know, but yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that's improvement, but also their offense isn't as good. So it's like, it's like, okay, yeah. we will take one step forward, but we will also take one back. <laughs> yeah. So who's getting in? Who's your four? Who's I said it. I, I, I said, I said th- this four is the four that I said would get in. But it pains me to say. I mean, it just pains me. But it's going to be Georgia, Ohio State, Cincinnati, and Notre Dame. Man, that can't – that just can't be. That just can't. <laughs> I, I hate it. I hate it. But, I mean, looking at it right now, how, what, what situation would – would cause this not to happen because Ohio state is in my opinion, they're the number two team in the country. I completely agree. I think that Ohio state and Georgia are absolute locks to get in. I agree. And I think Bama, if they had no losses right now, they're in for sure. They're they're, they're for sure in, but I just, I, I cannot see a situation where Bama can score enough points to beat Georgia. I, I can't see that. I can't see a team on Cincinnati's schedule that would beat them. Now, I will say, ECU, this is it. This is like – I mean, obviously, this is it. But, like, this is it. This is the team that if they're going to lose, this is it. So. East, East Carolina's not – they're not horrible. No, they only lost by a last-second field goal to South Carolina. So – you're they right. pulled out a lot of three in that game, too. And I'd like to see it this weekend. Break, break out all the double reverse, hook and ladder, flea flicker, behind the back, lateral. Break it all out. None to lose. And the best of them all that Boise State perfected was the Statue of Liberty. I mean, yeah. I, 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 you can't tell me that that isn't one of the coolest plays. Obviously, like a fumble ruski is cool, too, but like – or a lineman throwing a touchdown pass, or a lineman <laughs> catching one. Anytime a lineman scores in any right, I get so hyped. And I think that I think there should be some sort of clause in the NCAA and the NFL, for that matter, that if a lineman scores, there is no excessive celebration. They should be able to celebrate as hard as they want to. I mean, I want I want them to just go ballistic. You know why? Because they probably will never score again in their life, which is sad. But again, I think I think I think it I think it'd be awesome. One thing I'm going to bring up right now is the Heisman discussion. Who is your Heisman? I'm not prepared. You got to tell me yours first. <laughs> That's why we're underqualified, folks. But I'm not. I'm prepared because it was my question. All right. So basically, we got CJ Stroud, Matt Corral, and Bryce Young. Really, it's just between 
CJ Stroud and um, uh, Bryce Young. Really, like I, I don't think you can really give it to Corral just because he's been a little bit banged up and he hasn't really had as many like great games as what he started the season at. Ever since the Tennessee game where he ran umpteen billion times, it seems like he, he's been – that ankle injury has really bothered him a lot more. But he's a tough guy, so, you know, I think it's C.J. Stroud's to lose because of just how, how good his numbers are right now. Uh, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh... I mean, he put he put up ridiculous numbers last weekend, ridiculous, and I think he's poised to do it again. I will say this: uh, Michigan, I think, is better this year than in years past. I don't think that they're just going to get walked all over, but I do think that Ohio State puts up some good numbers this weekend, and I think that C.J. Stroud will probably secure that. He's the current favorite to win the Heisman. Vegas knows. But that definitely could change. Bryce Young still got the games left to change that. But I think C.J. Stroud, he's your Heisman winner. But Jordan Davis is the best player in the country. But they don't give Heisman to defensive players. But that's that's it. That's all I got to say about that, dude. I was literally going to say that My, the, <laughs> the best player in the country is Jordan Davis. And you know what? He increased his Heisman repertoire with that nice little touchdown run he had last week. You see that? Yeah, I did see that big man stumbling for a yard and a half. I saw that. Dude, how are you going to do that? How are you going to finally pull that out against Charleston? Charleston. Yeah, why did they Why did they break it out against that team? Why not save it for a bigger moment? I mean, I don't know. That's what I'm saying. I mean, I guess maybe that's the first time that they haven't just downright scored from 30, 40 yards out. I don't know. But all I know for a fact is uh, Jordan Davis, uh, and uh, well, a fact in my opinion. So really, it doesn't really go that far. But come on, I think I think that Jordan Davis is the best player in the country, and I think you'd be silly to say anything otherwise. You know, you might be able to say some little nobody that plays for some small school, and then they end up having a better NFL career. But this guy's going against the best of the best. Week in, week out, and he's putting up numbers, and he's making them look silly. He's mo- he's making every offensive line just look silly, and it's it's hard for me to look at that and be like, hmm, yeah, I, I really don't think that this guy's the best player in the country because he <laughs> is every every week, and he does he does a little nice little fancy touchdown or not touchdown dance, uh, sack dance, sack celebration which I love. It's one of my favorite parts about football. Whenever a big man celebrates, one of my favorite parts. What's Notre Dame going to do when this man steps – when this they meet this man on the other side of the line of scrimmage? I mean, they might not want to be in the playoffs anymore. Oh, no, they're not going to want to be in the playoffs after the first quarter against <laughs> whoever they play, whether it be Georgia. I, I would <laughs> If they play Georgia, I seriously don't think that they'll play – that they'll never play in another college football playoffs ever again. I seriously think that the spread would be five touchdowns or in points would be five touchdowns that game. And that's not enough. That's not enough. (laughs) I mean, I think that, I don't know. That's just crazy. Because Georgia, they're not going to let them score. Honestly, Notre Dame's offense is not that good. Their defense isn't that bad. They've got a pretty decent defense. But their offense is not that good at all. They almost you lost to Notre Dame. 
or not, no, sorry, no, they almost oh, yeah. lost to Wisconsin. Yeah, oh. they, they bait, they're baiting themselves out there. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you shouldn't have a five touchdown point spread in a national championship playoff type environment, but you can't help that Georgia is just that good. I mean, I guess you can't help that, but yeah, but yeah, so let's change, change a little, change it up a little bit. And we'll talk about um, UK basketball, actually, because we're in that season. We're almost at the point to where we have to transition to all basketball. We're so close. And, you know, we like basketball, but we don't love basketball like football. we do. Yeah. It's, there's no T in football. It's foobal, all right? Or foosball, one of the two. Mama said <laughs> – Foosball. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, yeah, so Kentucky basketball, they've really started to put things together um, the last few weeks, I think. I mean, my main concern for Kentucky basketball was actually Ty Ty Washington not catching his stride. And lo and behold, Ty Ty Washington had – he's had two back-to-back really good games, 20 points in both games. Uh, Kentucky beat – um Albany um yeah they beat Albany 86-61 sorry I wrote I, I wrote this down really weird so I don't even know what I was thinking I think I have dyslexia or something I don't know but UK 86 Albany 61 and then they played Ohio and that one was really close for a while and Boy. then they broke it out um 77-59 versus Ohio. Uh, I'll say this to talk about Kentucky. They are looking good, and I'm pretty, you know, happy to see what happens the rest of the season. I think that this team has some potential to do something special. And uh, I think that they're better than, you know, definitely last year. But, you know, that ain't uh, saying too much. But anyways. I'm looking forward to the rest of the season, but I got this is kind of it's this kind of off topic. We weren't prepared to talk about this, but it just hearing you talk made me think of it. John Calipari needs to get us another national championship, and if he don't, I think it's time to you know I don't know. <laughs> is he on the hot seat if he don't get another natty in the next couple of years or what? I know he has a lifetime deal with us. I know, I know, but <laughs> how do you? How do you break a lifetime deal? Exactly. Okay. How do you break a lifetime deal? It's like signing a deal with the devil. I know. What I'm are you going to do? I'm just saying, like, it ain't good enough for me. God dang it. Ain't good enough. <laughs> well, I'm not saying you're wrong, but who would it, who would we get? Okay, let's let's throw let's throw the question out there. Let's fill the air. Let's let's talk about the elephant in the room. Who would we get? Somebody better, Dan Mullen or something. I don't know. <laughs> he probably uh, he probably would uh, he probably would take that job. He'd be like, you know what, uh, guys, um, you know, I I I have watched a lot of basketball in my days. <laughs> I mean, I guess you're right. I just it ain't good enough for me. All right, not good enough. I mean, but seriously, give me give me one guy that you would think might even be close to him. 
It'd have to be somebody from the league coming down to play coach college. Have to be. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know one as, as soon as as soon as you answer that, we can talk about that. But until then, I can't talk about that because to me, I think he's doing pretty decent. Yeah, the last few years it's kind of been dwindling, but I mean, how are you gonna his records are great. The you know, the final fours and the lead eights are great. That's great, but we want natties around here. We do want natties. But really, we haven't been on a consistent natty base. I mean, 80s to 90s, what do we have, three? I mean, it's harder and harder to win them as, you know, more talent comes out. What about Orlando Antigua? <laughs> yeah, Orlando Antigua, he possibly could. Um, um, what's, the, what's the guy that's directly behind him right now? Is it Antigua? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Billy Billy Gillespie, he would – I mean, we'd probably have to get him out of jail in order to get him. But <laughs> I don't really know what he's doing right now, but I, all I know is if he tried to step foot back – like, if he tried to apply for that job, um, so hide, I mean, hide, you're right. hide you're your right. wives. Let me just say that. <laughs> and your girls and your girlfriends, too. Yeah. I mean, you're right, and I guess it's selfish to say that, but because, like you said, the lead eights are there, the record is there, the tournaments are there, the final fours are there, but where are the natties at? I mean, yeah, I, I agree, and I think it's just it's just going to take a year where we get another one of those guys that's just a once-in-a-generation talent, you know. That he doesn't have to coach on the field, on the court. Yeah, I, I I really do agree with that. I I mean, we talked about it last week. He, even Zach agreed with us, and Zach That's never agreed with us. That's the thing that gets us. me, man. That's just – I don't know. Yeah, I mean, if, if, if Calipari did everything up until game time, and then as soon as game time was on, someone else coached, <laughs> I think that would be great. I could probably – I could probably there, – there's probably a lot of coaches – that would do better in game situation. Now, who knows if you know they are you know willing to come to Kentucky. I don't know, but there may be guys on Kentucky's coaching lineup that can coach better. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know the game of basketball well enough to say like this is what we this is who we need. But I'll just say this. I don't really see any coach out there that I say, wow, this is a guy we have to get. You're completely right. I completely agree. There's no coach out there better than John Calipari. I'll go ahead and retract my statement of saying that he needs to – he's on the hot seat. But I will still keep my statement of saying it ain't good enough for me. All right. <laughs> yeah, you're allowed to have an opinion. It doesn't mean your opinion sucks, though. We've we've uh, We've – corrected that a few times sometimes my opinion, sometimes my opinion does suck i agree but this one no it don't suck all right it ain't good enough right and that's okay uh, you know i'll i'll still love you at the end of the day but there ain't no opinion this is facts all right not good enough okay all right i'm okay with mediocre though you know that's why where i'm at where i'm at in my life um yeah <laughs> i'm okay with below average yeah well you know um but yeah, so I think I, I think so. Yeah, I mean Kentucky basketball in total, um, we're already starting to get better. I think 
you look at us from the Duke game, which I just think that that's such a trap game to start with. Like, even for Duke, like, like how can you start off the year and just say, hmm, now who's the best team we can play that would really challenge us? Now, I, I get it. Maybe it brings something out in the team that you want to see and you just want to go ahead and – like, a loss early is a lot better than a loss late. And I, I get that. But it's also like – Let's have a few cupcake teams. Let's let's get our gel together. And then once it gets about, you know, December. So, honestly, you get four or five games under your belt. And then you play somebody who's like the real deal, Holyfield. And, you know, you, you shock the nation and you beat them, right? I think that's something that Stoops has done well with. Now, there's also – the exceptions like, you know, Alabama and football, like, uh, I guess Duke, because every daggone time we play them, we lose to them, seems like. Um, but, that, you know, there's exceptions, but that's when they're just abnormally just so much better than the other team. So, I to me, I just think we should wait a little bit. And that's one thing I, I, I can criticize Cal for. Well, I mean, I don't know. Like you said, I think it brings out – I mean, it separates the men from the boys right away. And then they have a chance to go back in and regroup and jail against uh, Charleston, North Carolina, Southern Tech. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, we're going to win a natty this year, all right? I got my heart rate up talking about it, natty. It's coming this year. Yeah. Go, you take a break, okay? Let's get your heart rate back down. <laughs> um but but yeah i again i think we're trending in the right direction we rebound awesome i mean it's it's really not just oscar i mean yeah oscar is rebounding incredibly but what does he have like 80 rebounds in five games something like that like over 80 rebounds in five games like that that's that's silly man um i don't get that in backyard basketball so yeah, he's. I don't play no more. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. Ever since the incident, if yeah. it, so, let me tell a little story real quick. Huh. Whenever we were in college, <laughs> whenever we were in college, we were playing intramural basketball, <laughs> and Hunter is our star offensive talent. And That's by star, bad. and star offensive talent, I mean he was the only guy that was willing to just shoot right and. <laughs> And, and that's no knock on him because he probably did score the most out of all of us. But we sucked really badly. So he just driving down the lane and ultra fast speed. And he jumps up his normal about seven inch vertical and he lands on, on the ground. And when he lands on the ground, he falls to the ground and he just starts screaming. He's, and we're all like, oh, my gosh, he just tore his ACL. And we're like, what's wrong, man? What's wrong? And like, like something severely bad just happened. He's like, my ankle. <laughs> Coop, Coop was trying to be, he was like, get up, get up. And I was like, I can't get up. <laughs> and, and he like walks 
back just fine. I mean, he's limping a little bit, but like he walks back just fine to the bench. And the later in the game, he tries to come back in. We only had four players, man. We only had five guys, and I got hurt. And I was like, I can't move. And I went back to the bench. Yeah. And my boys out there were just getting throttled. So I was like, man, I got to try to limp back out there. <laughs> and literally, I was talking to the guy who I was guarding. I was like, listen, you know I can't move. You can drive around. <laughs> single time. Yeah. yeah. But <laughs> but it was like it's it's one of the things that we tell anytime. If Hunter's acting like a big mucho macho man, we tell that story, and it kind of puts him back in his place. <laughs> but, it, you know, it was a good time. I mean, our basketball knowledge and our basketball knowledge is not great, but let me tell you, our basketball ability, much worse. You see us on the basketball court, you're like, wow. Like, we did lose an intramural game by like 60 points. By halftime. Yeah. Yeah. At halftime, they said, you know what? You guys can just go home. This is embarrassing. And we said, you know what? Thank you. I agree. <laughs> we did score nine points, though. We, Jerry, we, scored, Jerry scored nine points. Yeah. Jerry oh. scored, Jerry scored nine points. Which Jerry, no offense to Jerry, but he probably was our worst player. <laughs> and he they scored. He thought he was the best, though. He, he was like, guys, no, I scored nine points. And it's like, dude, you scored nine points in one game because they literally did not guard anyone. Like, like <laughs> I remember I got – I'm a decent rebounder. And I got, like, probably seven, eight rebounds. And every time I try to put that thing up, there'd be somebody – just come from the rafters. I mean, these guys could jump so high. You have no idea. I mean, uh, th- like, and if they went out and played against, uh, like, Kentucky, you know, they'd get absolutely sauced, which just blows my mind. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and um, one, one question that just popped in my mind, so I'm going to go ahead and ask you. If you had to say one sport from just – amateur recreational players to the pros what is the biggest difference like like let's like like these guys i i think so as well i think yeah i think so as well because i i mean if you go to your ymca you can probably get one guy that's there that you know, he's playing basketball and he's, he's doing all right. Like he, like he can probably dunk, he can shoot threes, he can do layups, you know, like, but I mean, obviously if he goes against a pro, he's not going to, he's not going to beat them. Maybe he would. I don't know. You can, but, but you cannot go to the golf course and find one man that can shoot under par on a normal day. Most, most time. I mean, come yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. I was, I was just curious. I just wanted to throw that one out there, but yeah, I I think um, yeah. So we're gonna switch back to football. We were hoping to really milk this. That way we could we could possibly get an announcement on the podcast. It's not looking like we're gonna get one. Well, guess um, what? We're not gonna get one because I just found out. I when I told you three p.m. that was Central Time. So uh, yeah. Oh, fantastic! So yeah, um, found that out. Yeah. I'm going to I'm going to just make another recording and um we're just going to scrap this one. We're not even going to use this one. This one sucked. We're just going to redo he's it. Either, Cooper's either he's going to make a recording, he's not going to say anything. He's either going to say Wee! or <laughs> oh man. <laughs> no. 
Yeah. If yeah. he committed him. Yeah, that's that's what it's going to be. So we may have two episodes come out, and that's all it's going to be. So, yeah. So uh, let's get let's get to the predictions. Maybe if we milk this long enough, we can get there. But then the episode would probably be like an hour and a half. So maybe let's nobody, not do that. Nobody will listen to us for fifteen minutes, much less an hour and a half. But yeah, yeah. So th- we probably should do like six or seven, like five minute episodes. <laughs> All right, let's get to it. All right. So, first one we got is the first game on uh, the schedule, which is the Egg Bowl. That's Ole Miss versus Mississippi State. I like Ole Miss in this one. Um, They're the dog, and I personally think that their offense to defense ratio is is better. I think their offense is sizably better than uh, Mississippi State. Uh, I think Mississippi State – We'll lose or yeah. So I think Ole Miss 31 24. Is that your Cooper Bergman dog of the week or, or not? That is not my dog of the week. Uh hotty toddy, baby. Upset central. Ole Miss. Matt Corral out there on one leg. It don't matter. Lane Kiffin, Ole Miss. Give them to me. They don't need the points. They don't need Ole Miss. Next game is the most overrated team in all of college football. Don't even know how they're inside the top 10 still. Uh, actually, no, they're, they're, they're out. Never mind. I was just kidding. Uh, but Michigan State, Penn State, I think Penn State will win this game. And I think Penn State's bad. Like, I really do think Penn State is bad. But I just – I want Michigan State to win or to lose. That way, my – my theory on them is correct. I really think that they just played nobody for so long and they're just, they're really not good. So let's, let's get them exposed real quick. We'll see Michigan state or Penn state. I'm taking the spread because I want them, I want them to just destroy them. So minus one and a half. You know where it's at? I don't know where it's at. I, I think it's at Michigan state. It don't matter. I mean, that that gives them a little bit of a sliver of hope maybe in their eyes. But um, I don't really like to agree with people ever on anything, but I am in sole agreement with Coop. Him and I are one. Michigan State, doo-doo, horrible. Penn State wins and they cover. Michigan State just – they don't belong. Just like we said last week. They got exposed last week, but they're getting, like, knocked down another notch this week. Penn State wins and covers. I concur. All right. Um, we got the – even though I don't think this is the technical name for it, the Palmetto rivalry. We we wanted to get all the official names on here, but it's South Carolina versus Clemson. Clemson is an 11-and-a-half point favorite. Hunter, you go first. Ah, okay, okay, I'll go first. This is a real tough one. I went back and forth on it. Clemson looked pretty good against Wake Forest last week, and a lot of people thought thought maybe Wake Forest was going to make the college football playoff a couple weeks ago, but that didn't happen. Anyways, South Carolina also looked pretty good last week. They beat Auburn, which is a good team, but they did not have Bo Nix. So, you know, that counts as far as how much you uh, think that win really mattered. Um, I think my best bet on that game is over 43 and a half points. 
even though both defenses are very good, I think you have to take the points with South Carolina. I think you have to take the plus 11 and a half with South Carolina in this game. And honestly, with the way their defense is playing, they might not need it. <laughs> you know exactly what that noise means. This is my dog of the week right here. South Carolina, take them money line. They're doing it. They're doing it. This is the second best defense that Clemson has faced all year. South Carolina starting to heat up. They beat Auburn last week. They dismantled Florida. I mean, come on. Give me, give me them. Give me the game. And that place is tough. Play that it. place, and they're starting to get a little momentum, so I don't think it's going to be as hard to get the South Carolina faithful in this game. And it's a rivalry game, so, I mean, why not? So, I am going with South Carolina money line. I don't even know what the money line is. I didn't even look at it. It's probably like 400 or something like that. That's uh, you, yeah, that, that's my dog of the week. But uh, this next game – there ain't going to be no dog. Just kidding. There will be. Uh, we got the Bedlam. I, 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 that's the first time I've heard it called that. Um, bedlam. Yeah, but it's it's Bedlam. Not Bedlam rivalry. Just just Bedlam. Um, that's Oklahoma State and Oklahoma. Um, Oklahoma's been pretty disappointing, really, this year. Um they, I, I, you know, I, I just, I don't, I don't love them, but I will say that I think after the last two weeks, they've been more disappointing. I think they kind of get back in their groove and they beat um, Oklahoma State. So I have another dog that's Oklahoma money line. That's plus 162. Give me that. I told you just a minute ago, I don't like agreeing with nobody. And we've agreed three times in a row now. And you know what? I kind of want to agree with you here too. But defense prevails. Oklahoma State's defense is better, although Oklahoma's defense is slightly improved from last year. Oklahoma State's offense I still have questions about, but their defense does enough. Oklahoma State win. Oklahoma plus four and a half I think is the better bet. But you can give me Oklahoma State money line. There you go. Next one, I wish this was a bigger game, the Iron Bowl. I really – I w- like, I love whenever, you know, you, you go into this game and it's whatever team wins is the team that you're going to have in either the college football playoffs or the BCS or whatever it might be. I, I wish that Auburn was a little better, but they're not, so it's whatever – um, Bama's a 19 and a half point favorite. Give me that as long as it's below three touchdowns. Give me that, especially if Bo Nix is out. I believe he's going to be, so I think this that's an easy bet. Yeah, if if Bo Nix is out, War Eagle, it's got he's got a clipped, but he's got a bad wing. I mean, he barely flapped <laughs> Alabama minus 19 and a half. Give it to me. They're gonna bounce back from last week, even though they won. They're going to look a little bit better heading into the SC Championship game. Saban's going to have them ready to go. They're going to go out. They're going to cruise to a 28 to 30 point dub. And uh, nobody's going to get hurt. And it's going to set up that showdown for the SC Championship game. 
There you go. So Ohio State versus Michigan. This is this is this is the technically biggest game of the week. To me, it's not the biggest game of the week because I hate Ohio State. God, I hate them so much. But I just I really think that they're 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 the second best team in the nation. And I think that with everything in me, and I hate it. So I feel like you should know that that's not me trying to fluff you. I like Ohio State minus eight. Coop couldn't have said it better once again. I mean, I can't help but just to keep agreeing with the man. Uh, I don't like Ohio State either. And I do – I am kind of partial to Michigan. I like seeing them play well, even though they rarely do. But um, you got to give me Ohio State minus eight, minus – honestly, my, minus like two or three touchdowns. I mean, I, I think – that maybe Michigan's able to keep it close for a while, but um, if Michigan can keep, if Michigan is going to keep this game close, they have to avoid getting throttled right away, just like Michigan State did. You know, they got to get off to a hot start. But I have to keep. I've been saying just like Coop, Ohio State is the second best team in the country, so you got to give them to me minus eight to win. They're going to win and win going away. Yeah, I, I think they'll win pretty handily, honestly. Um, all right, so last game, and to me the most important. Definitely. The Battle of the Governor's Cup. Kentucky Wildcats versus the Louisville Cardinals. And that's how everybody says it. Louisville, Louisville, no. It's Lowell. 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 Okay. If you don't know how to say it, Lowell. L's down, baby. Cats are a minus, was it two? Minus three point favorite. Uh, minus three or plus, sorry, plus. They're plus three, which was shocking to me. Even though it is at Louisville, which Papa John Stadium, man, that's a tough place to play. That's a yeah. joke. That's an absolute joke. It's a it, it, it's a tough place to play because it's a disgusting stadium. Cats, I think, will win this game very handily, even though I do think that Louisville has gotten a lot better throughout the year. Like, probably two, three games into the year, I was like, wow, we are going to absolutely thrax and wax Louisville. Mm-hmm. And then – you know, they've, they've started to play a little bit better. So, we'll see. But I think we're just too much to handle offensively. I think we're one of the better defenses, even though our defense has really struggled in the last few weeks. I think Vegas got this one wrong. And that's just not me being biased on it, even though it is. Um, I think Kentucky actually blows them out. I, I really do. I think I think we're going to win something like – 52-21. Well, another game and another time I agree with Coop. You're kidding. Kentucky has got to win this football game. I mean, they're just they're too they're they're just more physical. They play in the Southeastern Conference. I don't know if you ever heard of it. I think Louisville plays in like the MAC or Conference USA or something. I mean, they're just you know. <laughs> I know where they actually play, but it don't matter. They don't play the competition that 
They don't play the competition that Kentucky does. You got to give me Kentucky to win, but I do think it'll be a closer game. But you you have to give me uh, Kentucky. I think that Kentucky wins. If you want to give want me to give you a score, absolutely. I think that they're going to win forty two to thirty eight. All right, I got it. 42 to 38. All right, so I got 52-21, and then you got 42-38. So, I think that just about does it. I mean, do you have anything else you want to cover? Or? Is there something that we can argue about? Because we've been agreeing an awful lot. Oh, I got something I want to talk about. <laughs> All right, let's hear it. The most important part of the show. I don't know what that is. Oh, wait. How could I forget? It's the Ben Bo's Dog of the Week. <laughs> All right. I started looking at the slate this weekend for college football, NFL, and let me tell you, I got a little bit excited. There are dogs barking everywhere this weekend. I mean, you just look around the corner here. Look around another corner. I mean, there's just dogs and dogs and dogs everywhere. I mean, we already talked about it. I mean, there's just – there's so many there's so many out there you can take. So, I'm going to give you an underdog parlay of the week. Hottie toddy and cats. Ole Miss and Kentucky money line. Put it in a parlay. They're both going to win. You get one tomorrow and you get one on Saturday. Ole Miss and Kentucky. Parlay. Parlay means you put them together. Bet them both. And guess what? If somehow Mike Leach is to go come out and coach a gym tomorrow, just take the rest of your bank account and bet it all on Mark Stoops and Kentucky, all right? They're going to win on Saturday. Mm-hmm. But they're both going to win, so it don't matter. It really doesn't matter. Now, if you take every single game that I said – was going to be an a quote-unquote upset. You're going to be looking at uh, a nice little parlay. Now, uh, I wish I would have – I wish Hunter would have taken a little bit longer. I'm trying to stall here. Um, but, yeah, I wish Hunter would have taken a little bit longer so I could have gotten every single one of those in. Um, we got time. We got time. I'll so go I, ahead and say this, too. Okay. Oop. Well, Coop is figuring out his uh, his parlay. Right, never mind. Parlay. I got it. I got no, it. No, 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 no. Okay. It's going to pay a big chunk for all. I mean, if you're going to bet five bucks, I mean, I'd be willing to bet if you bet five dollars on your parlay, which, if I'm not mistaken, your parlay was all money line South Carolina, Oklahoma, Ole Miss, and Kentucky. Correct. Is that it? I'd bet you that five dollars pays like 700 on that. Maybe not 500. How much? 276. I was actually really shocked. That's yeah. it. Yeah, Ken- Kentucky, Ole Miss, South Carolina, and Oklahoma. I, did, I thought South Carolina's would be more. They're only plus 330. Three, yeah, 350. Really? Yeah. Hmm. At least on the server that I'm using right now. What uh what are you where where where's your book at? Um Hard Rock. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. 
So five dollars, that'd pay you two seventy six forty one. So that's still that's still pretty daggone good. I mean, that's 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 big. That's that's big. That's yeah. a lot. You could either get fifty Wendy's nuggets, or you could get you could pay this parlay and possibly win two seventy six forty one. Or you could just do both, which which would get you. Two thousand seven hundred and sixty nuggets. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, so, something like that. I don't know. I don't a lot know. of nuggies. A yeah, lot. it gets you a lot of nuggies. So, yeah, that's our unofficial sponsorship there. Wendy's, please give us chicken chicken nuggies. Um, I love Wendy's. Yeah, I do too. Well, uh, you got you got anything else? FanDuel has got South Carolina at plus 400. I'll say that. So, if you got a FanDuel nearby, that's a little bit better odds on South Carolina. Touche. I could just take them uh, minus spread. I could I could, could change the spread enough to where it's oh, yeah. minus spread. And Woo. then that, that'd probably be a lot. That'd be a whole lot. But uh, I like that bet. I do. I think that's worth a bet. South Carolina – even though I said Oklahoma State was going to win, I still think that's good value on Oklahoma. So I'll, I'll go ahead and say that, you know, you can throw them in there. South Carolina, Oklahoma, Kentucky, Ole Miss. And while you're at it, you might as well go ahead and throw in San Diego State in there. They're number 19 team in the nation. They've only got one loss, and they're playing at home, and they're underdogs. So just put them in there, too. Yeah, there you go. All right. Well, I think – you're looking at big money. Big yeah, money. Then, then, then you're looking at uh, instead of paying – five dollars for 276 now it's five for 594 29 exactly. so that's what we're talking about that's pretty good all right well i think i think we're all good here i don't think we need to continue this to any further um but you guys probably stopped listening after about the five minute mark but hopefully you enjoyed this session with just me and hunter and we'll be back next week and maybe even really soon after this for a little update, hopefully on a recruit. <laughs> All righty. Y'all have yourself a good one. And thank you for coming by and listening to Underqualified Analysts. Oh, 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 oh.